We've spoken extensively how Hashem is quick to forgive. Now, in this section, we pose a challenge to this idea from a verse which is included in the bedtime Shema. It says, V'chatasi negdi samid, we quote from Psalms, My sin is opposite me always. In other words, it's always in front of me, King David says. But this does not contradict what we have learned above. The Tanya has demonstrated amply that divine forgiveness is immediate, and we should be joyous at the thought that we are free to sin, not free to sin, free of sin after tshuva. So how can it be combined with the idea that my sin is always in front of me? And how could I be joyous? The intention of this verse is not that we should always be depressed and loathing of ourselves, heaven forbid. For the verse right after that says, I want to be joyous. Because a person is supposed to be in the level of upper tshuva, of joy, as much as we possibly can. So the very psalm that stresses the importance of joy also talks about the sins in front of me. What does it mean? My sin is opposite me. As in the verse, you stand opposite me. It's not right in front of me, it's me neged. From far, we shouldn't forget our history of sin, but we should keep it psychologically distant. When we do recall our prior sinful behavior, we need a bit of a detachment. Practically, what does this mean? The intended message of the verse is that you don't get arrogant. Stay humble in front of every person when there will be a reminder between your eyes that you have sinned against Hashem. Because the tshuva process can lead someone to become very self-righteous. You've seen them very often. People become more religious and their self-righteousness grows in abundance and may begin to look down on others and feel superior. It is to counteract this feeling that we say, don't forget your sins, don't forget where you come from. Not to imply that we carry the sin, because it's been forgiven. Rather, the message is to recall that we once sinned, we're human, so that we don't become self-righteous and arrogant. And this explains why recalling past sins does not oppose an obstacle to being joyous. Now, this is another insight that we're going to say, why the activity could actually help us to be joyous. On the contrary, in terms of joy, remembering the sin will actually be helpful because it will allow you to accept any unfortunate events in our lives which come, whether they are acts of God or even acts of humans, since everything is orchestrated by Hashem, in speech or in action. When a person suffers misfortune, and unfortunately that's the way of life, they can tell themselves, this came to me to bring a deeper atonement for my earlier sins. As we learned, that atonement sometimes requires suffering. As a result, instead of the natural tendency to become depressed by misfortune, a person can feel a sense of joy that this is bringing me complete atonement. And he says, this is a good way to avoid getting angry and types of resentment, etc. You see, anger is found on expectation and judgment that a certain action was wrong. But if you learn to perceive every misfortune as a gift of atonement, because my sin's always in front of me, or opposite me, you'll not judge any occurrence as inappropriate. It was supposed to happen. As the teaching of the sages tell us, they praise that those who are humiliated and don't do humiliate back in action, those who hear insults and do not respond in speech, and who act out of love and are joyous amid suffering. And there's another example that Talmud says, whoever overcomes their feelings of resentment, all the sins of are overlooked. This teaching clarifies that overcoming feelings of resentment is in actuality is part of the tshuva process, 
because that shows that you got your head on right. And the final chapter that we will follow in tomorrow talks about the joy amidst suffering. And this is unfortunately appropriate in the times we live in and also the fact that we are just going into the month of of and the nine days.